Hey everyone, this is Seth from Trouble Trouble Podcast, your host of the evening. I just wanted to remind you that this is the continuation of the podcast where I had Will Jameson as a guest, starting with the Call Me By Your Name episode from last week. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, I would highly suggest that you listen to it. Even if you haven't listened to the Call Me By Your Name soundtrack, I have a really great conversation with Will at the start of the show that will help to know them better. All right, so let's get into the second half of our podcast. Yes. All right, so um, let's go ahead and switch gears. I want to talk about your album that you picked, Will. Again, this is Sarah Bareilles' Brave Enough Live at the Variety Playhouse that is located in Atlanta, Georgia. And so this is Sarah Bareilles' second official concert recording. And it uh, happened on May 20th, 2013 at one of the stops on Bareilles' Brave Enough Tour. On this tour, she performed solo, which was one of her biggest fears, but ultimately was a rewarding experience for her. So at this point, I'm going to hand this over to Will and let them say whatever they want about this album. (laughs) Awesome. So uh, Sarah Bareilles, Brave Enough. So like you said, it was a a live album and DVD. The kind of the big twist of it was her really facing this vulnerability with an audience where it's just her on a stage and a piano, no backing band, no, probably no warm up act. It sounded very nerve wracking from the behind the scenes video that I watched about it. And so that's, and that kind of goes into why I love Sarah Bareilles so much. So she okay she's like my muse she is my everything (laughs) i mean that i know it sounds silly but i'm genuinely serious like i this woman has this ability to create music that it pierces my very soul with its lyrics like i don't think she set out to create music that targeted young 20 something non-binary people but like here i am (laughs) you know yeah Uh, I feel very like seen and validated through her music. And so for people who maybe aren't as uh, familiar or as diehard fans as I am, um, you might know her from the song for, uh, the song Love Song back in like 07, it was, that was a jam. She had the song Brave in 2013, which was, ki- it was, it kind of became like an LGBT anthem in terms of pride and support. She did the soundtrack for the musical Waitress, which, makes me ugly cry every time I listen to the entire soundtrack all the way through. She's been around, she's done quite a lot. I don't think she's maybe the most recognizable or name brand artist necessarily, but she's not really out for world domination. You know, she wants to make heartfelt music that really connects with people, which I really admire also as an artist. Yeah, I I would have to say for me, I, I didn't I don't really follow Sarah Bareilles' music like that closely. I do like her music. And I think I remember hearing Love Song like on the radio back when that was coming out. But I think when I actually really started to like her was... I didn't like her ever. <laughs> All of her music ever. is trash. Okay. <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah. So I think the uh. first time that I really was like, I like Sarah Bareilles is because... Uh, I was working at the uh, Late Late Show when Craig Ferguson was the host on CBS, and she was a guest, so I got to see her perform there, and she performed King of Anything, so I was, from that point, I was like, I love this song, this is such, like, a, a badass song, like, she's, like, 
you know, I will, I'll talk a lot about it a little bit more, but I loved that. And then later, when Brave came out, the song, I got to see her perform that at The Voice, where I was working also. So I got to see her, like, twice in two different occasions. Can I just say, as someone who has never seen her live, she never tours through the Midwest or St. Louis, which is where I'm based. <laughs> that is incredible, and I'm deeply jealous. <laughs> She is such a good live performer, like just so natural and like down to earth. One of those artists where you just sort of like immediately feel that connection with her. Like you could be friends with her. Oh, absolutely. And she she sounds so good live. Like I, I genuinely, I want everyone listening to this to listen to her live album that we're talking about because her voice, it sounds angelic. Like there are some artists that's like, you can tell that maybe live <laughs> venues are not their thing, but she, she just flourishes. It's amazing. Totally. Yeah. I mean, her voice is insane. This whole, this track list of the live album is really great. There's actually quite a few covers on this album. So we have, uh, well, she starts with her song Love on the Rocks, but it goes into Benny and the Jets by Elton John. And later in the set, she does another Elton John song. That is Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. She actually ends on that song. So clearly we have a big Elton John fan, which makes me love her even more. There, yes, there is a great YouTube video of, I think it's her and Elton John singing her song Gravity together. And it's so gorgeous, but kind of a hot take. I like her cover of Goodbye Yellow Brick Road more than the Elton John one. Uh-oh. If if you're you know, an Elton John fan, no, <laughs> please don't please don't attack me on social media. Just come on, y'all. Um no, but like her version like it feels more scared and there's more trepidation in the song. Like you can feel how she's and I wrote this down. She's about to embark on this journey. She's leaving her past behind and she's she sounds very unsure but it kind of fits within the narrative of the song and her falsetto on that is so pretty yeah i mean that's a hard song to sing because of the falsetto and i mean of course sarah Bareilles just has such an amazing voice and range that she has no problem doing it and yeah i i, I don't know if i can say better one is one version is better than the other for me personally but sarah Bareilles' version is really amazing well and i guess also i haven't really gone into like why I care so much about this random singer. I guess now would be a good time before we get into the rest of it. So I started listening to her music in high school. The first time you hear her song, Gravity, um, which I don't know if you've heard. Oh, oh, you listen to the album, of course. But in general, (laughs) when you hear the song, Gravity, you can't ignore her music. It's just, it, it like takes control of your heart in this very beautiful way. And I think she, she often sings a lot about very intense, like internalized feelings that I think are very applicable to a queer audience, even if they're not necessarily trying to be. Yeah. And yeah, so I, I totally agree. I, uh, well, I guess we'll, I have another story about one of her songs, but we'll get to it later. I'll save okay. that one. <laughs> let's see. Uh, let's, I have written down a couple of lyrics that I liked. So we, earlier we were talking about Brave and how it sort of become this queer anthem. So the lyrics I picked out are, nothing's going to hurt you the way the words do, and they settle neath your skin. Kept on the inside and no sunlight, sometimes a shadow wins. So to me, this is a lyric that is really applicable to queer life because we're often told that we aren't good enough. 
And that's just the start of it. People are so quick to insult us. And there are so many varieties of phrases that I will not mention. It is just really easy to internalize these insults and give them life and let them destroy you. So that's why sometimes the shadow wins. You you can't listen to your inner saboteur or else you'll end up in a really, really dark place. Bringing it back to RuPaul. I love that. I would agree. <laughs> and I think when it came out, there was a little bit of pushback from some people thinking like, this song is like really vague. And like, if you're gonna make a gay anthem, <laughs> why make it so vague? But I also feel like they were maybe comparing it to other pop songs at the time that were in kind of a similar vein. I disagree with that criticism and that I think the songwriting is clever. Like it's very specific word choice. And I, I, I don't know what uh, an explicitly gay anthem would look like, um, especially coming from someone who is not a queer person. <laughs> right. Which is kind of funny too, because the author of Call Me By Your Name is not gay, but he wrote this amazing lo- gay story. <laughs> exactly, which is shocking yeah. that a straight man can be so attuned to the nuances of queer life <laughs> in a way that I've never seen from any other straight man before. <laughs> yeah, totally. But um, but yeah, no, I, I totally, I agree with you and your interpretation of Brave. I mean, it's just sort of a universal song. It's for everybody. Just because it was adopted as a gay anthem doesn't mean it's not for straight or other sex- people of sexual identities, you know, all the various ones there are. So I, yeah, her, her writing's really good. Like the song is awesome. I was wondering if you had any favorite lyrics that you had written down from any of the oh songs on this track list. Well, so here I wrote down every single line from every single song in this entire album. Um, So we're just going to go into all of those. No. (laughs) Okay, so I... (laughs) Can you imagine if I just just launched into that entire thing without acknowledging how insane that would be? Okay, so I'm going (laughs) to... Okay, so one song that I do really want to focus on is... It is called I Just Want You on the live okay. album, which, uh, so Sarah Bareilles has never released this as an official song or single on any other album. This is just reserved for live performances, which I think is a crime against humanity because this song is stunning. <laughs> oh my God. I, okay, I like, I, everyone listening to this podcast, I want them to pause the podcast, go listen to the song, cry, and then come back to listening to this podcast. <laughs> Ready, go. Yeah, like if you're in a car, maybe just pull over to the side of the road if you can. Like just whatever works, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, the the lyrics I'm gonna pull out from that uh, that particular song is: "You've got a short-lived life and a song to sing, and the only way up is believing and never looking down." So this song, it's it's about having absolute faith in another person and trusting them wholeheartedly as a romantic partner, um, which is the dream. The short-lived life in a song to sing kind of reminds me of myself. Um, like, I I mean, I don't have a song to sing. I have art to make, and I'm pretty young, just saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty jealous. <laughs> <laughs> 
But what do you mean? You're only 21. What are you talking about? Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> and this you, is why Will can come back to the show. <laughs> oh, wow. Thank you. The, the trick worked. <laughs> um, no, but this, this is honestly one of my favorite songs of all time. Like, these lyrics are so intimate. And it's not... It's This song is about a relationship that's not just sexual. It's about... It's on an emotional and a spiritual late, wang, late, bleh, wavelength also. I have so many things to say. I'm just tripping over my words. Um, <laughs> this song, for me, just defines queer longing. Especially if, like, maybe you're younger, you're discovering your identity, you don't have the words to describe this intense crush you have on a person. You literally just want to spend all your time with them and find this other soul to confide in and know them deeply. Mm-hmm. And I, on, on the subject of the song, I also have to acknowledge that one time in college, I was texting <laughs> this guy and he... <gasps> Scandalous. I, ooh, iMessages. Wow. Um, <laughs> but at one point he asked me, like, hey, like, what's your favorite song? And then without thinking, I sent him a link to this song, which, like, oh looking gosh. back on it, w- without context, if, if you get a text from someone w- about a song titled <laughs> I Just Want You, that sends a very clear message that I don't think I wanted to send to him then. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. He interpreted that differently than you were hoping? I, uh, well, I think he probably did. He didn't comment on the the um, sexual nature of that song title, which, <laughs> thank God, I would not have been able to live down that, uh, that embarrassment because I was literally just like, well, this is my favorite song, man, you asked. It was really forward of me, so just learn from my mistakes audiences just be careful with what songs you send to a potential romantic partner yes because <laughs> just because it means one thing to you maybe they get a different idea <laughs> music uh, can mean different things to different people <laughs> yeah couldn't have put it better myself <laughs> <laughs> so another set of lyrics that i have to mention are from the song king of anything so i've chosen you've got opinions man we're all entitled to them but i never asked so let me thank you for your time and try not to waste any more of mine and get out of here fast so for me this lyric is about how we are all influenced into thinking like one way for Example, blue is for boys and pink is for girls. Unfortunately, gender norms are pushed on us from a young age. Uh, Unfortunately, as I am a bit older than Will, those have had more time to be forced onto (laughs) me. Sometimes I have misgendered people and it makes me feel the absolute worst. And everyone has their opinions on gender and sexuality, especially if it's queer. Being queer doesn't affect you unless you are queer. So if people spent a little less time judging or forcing their beliefs on other people, we could all live a bit happier. And to that I say, who cares if you disagree? You are not me. Who made you king of anything? So you dare tell me who to be? Who died and made you king of anything? I love that so much. I like That's a great interpretation that I don't think I necessarily had. And I I agree. I think things are unnecessarily gendered. Historically, 
I would say pre-World War II, uh, pink was seen as a more masculine color because it was associated with red, and blue was seen as the more feminine one. So these concepts are very arbitrary. Like, we had gender (laughs) reveal parties that caused forest fires in California. Like, who cares? (laughs) It's just gender. But I love that song. It's a great song about just sticking it to, like, that one, that one hole that you cannot stand, whether it's workplace, <laughs> class. There is a person that that song is written about <laughs> that you have in mind, I'm sure. <laughs> and so Totally. I, and it's a great, it's a good, it doesn't feel, like, mean or nasty. It feels like she's playing kind of the moral high ground, and it's just a good way to resolve how to reconcile dealing with just an absolute atrocious person. Yeah, it's like, you have your feelings, I have my feelings. Let's just go our separate ways and let's just call it a day. <laughs> Please stop talking to me. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh um, my gosh. Uh, I also, I kind of, I do like the song Love Song because if I'm not mistaken, this is a song she wrote as like basically a giant middle finger to her record label. Yeah. I mean, they literally wanted her to write a love song and she was like, uh, nope. <laughs> and I think it's brilliant and it's catchy. And I, it like put her on the map. I love it. It really did. Uh, did you have any other lyrics or songs that you wanted to discuss? Oh, yes. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> Go for it. Um, Go for it. Okay, cool. This is my time. So the next song I wanted to pick, I feel like you're, you're picking a lot of the upbeat ones and I'm picking a lot of the um, like slower, quieter ones. But I'm picking um, Once Upon Another Time which is such a gorgeous song. So the lyrics I chose are, where I stood was where I was to be. And I, what I'm gonna say next, I say with complete sincerity, I want to get those lyrics tattooed on my person somewhere. <laughs> like I okay. love them. I. So this is like my official announcement, I guess. But that line deeply resonates <laughs> with me. It's sort of, um, I see it as having faith in your own abilities and trusting yourself no matter where you are on this path to like achieving your dreams. You know, so you got yourself this far already. So why wouldn't you be able to accomplish your goals? Like, why wouldn't you just trust in your, your own abilities? Um, I think it's a fantastic message. I think it's one that deeply resonates with me as I, I'm pursuing my own creative practice. And the humming she does as like the little intro and the outro to this is just so, uh, I could listen to it on repeat like forever. I, I love it. It's breathtaking. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. And then, well, so should I, I have another set of lyrics. Should I do that or do you want to go next? Oh no. No, you got it. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay, um, this is my Sarah Barella's podcast now. I'm taking over. <laughs> yes. Um, By the way, you can subscribe to his uh, to their uh, Sarah Barella's podcast. Uh, maybe it's called Brave Enough. I we'll uh, we'll let you know. <laughs> so we'll see how copyrighted that title is. Yes, this is in development. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to subscribe. Oh, thank you. Well, that's, we already have one fan. Um, okay, so the final lyrics that I chose is from the song, Let the Rain. The lyrics in question are, I want to darken in the skies, open the floodgates up. I want to change my mind. I want to be enough. It's like the chorus line, essentially. And so it's about letting out your feelings and being able to just quit worrying over what would happen if you actually did let out your feelings. This deeply resonates with me. I, like in the past, I've tended to be more 
emotionally guarded around people, and I've been actively working to be my more authentic self, whether that's in terms of gender identity, whether that's in terms of even personality or just like stating opinions on things. And I think a lot of people, a lot of queer people in particular can relate to this sort of self-censorship in this song, especially feeling the need, like growing up to closet your identity or your emotions. It's just, it's such a good, subtle pump-up anthem. Yeah, totally. Those lyrics are great. I mean, you know, it, it takes a lot to like really just like, you know, with this podcast, just like open up and talk to someone, another person and just kind of say like all these really personal things. Like, how you relate to these music, why these lyrics are important to you. And like to, you know, just to, I I don't know. It just, I I sort of relate also to sort of feeling a little bit emotionally guarded because, you know, as queer people, we're often sort of like bullied and, you know, you just kind of want to feel like you're enough basically. So I think that's a great message. And I like those lyrics that you picked. Thank you. I'm really, that would have been really awkward if you were like, those are stupid lyrics. Why did you pick those, Will? <laughs> yeah, what the heck were you even thinking? I, I didn't pick any lyrics from this song, but a song that I wasn't as familiar with that I really like now is Uncharted. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely recommend checking out Uncharted if you're looking for, you know, places to start, you know, listen to any of the songs I mentioned, listen to any of the songs Will mentioned. You know, she also does a really great cover of Sitting on the Dock of the Bay. And yes. I like that as well. Uh, this old Otis Redding song, she takes it in a very different direction because, I mean, obviously her voice is very different, but I, you really feel how pissed off she is in that song. And it's, oh my gosh, I just, I love the ability that her voice has to capture those feelings. Yeah, I mean, that is definitely like a sort of a somber song. But yeah, her take on it is really good. So uh, and I love cover songs. So it's like I, you know, immediately was drawn to like this, the Elton John song. So it's like, you know, it's like for even if you're not a Sarah Bareilles, like Stan, like Will is, um, if you're more of a... um, a beginner level like I am then then you know this is a great live album because there are songs that you will know on here but then Absolutely. you can also fall in love with Sarah Bareilles and someday you too can be as big of a, a fan as I am but no I think this <laughs> this album is it's a very good snapshot of if you want to hear Sarah Bareilles like this is the album it covers like like maybe like four different albums she's produced she's made in the past it has a lot of her really big chart-topping singles it has a lot of more personal and lesser known kind of hidden gems and y'all her voice is just so pretty if you only listen to it for one reason just listen to it for her angelic voice yeah you're gonna be blown away like if you haven't listened to any sarah Bareilles music this is a good place because you get to kind of, like Will said, experience like a little bit from all of the different stages and albums in her career. Well, I guess before we move on to finish, was there anything else that you wanted to talk about with this album or Sarah Brellis? Oh, okay. Yes. I have a story associated with one of the songs that I haven't brought up yet. It's another yes. um, brief encounter with a man. <laughs> but <gasps> I didn't... Scandal. <laughs> I am I'm a very scandalous person. I just I think that's very important to get across, but I didn't know if it was going to come up or not. So the song Manhattan on the album is objectively sad. It is it is the like breakup <laughs> anthem of our time, I feel. Um and so so okay, so for context, it was like the 
like the summer after I graduated high school, right before college, and I was driving to, uh, so I grew up in Kentucky, in Kentucky, I was driving to the summer arts program I had, vi- I had been to like the summer before, so I was going back to like see teachers, see old friends from that area of town, like it's kind of like revisiting high school, but it's a summer arts program. And so once there, I ran into this guy that I realized I had the biggest crush on the previous summer. Like, oh my God, he was perfect. <laughs> um, this other, <laughs> we were in the program together and we only just made like small talk briefly while I was there. But as I was driving home from that visit, I started playing the song Manhattan and thinking like, oh my God, we could have had something. And what if we had a relationship? <laughs> and I, I felt like, oh my God, this non-existent relationship has been crushed <laughs> by this oh guy no. that I really just made small talk with and didn't know that well, but he was really sweet. And I think from that point on, I realized, oh, I'm a diehard Sarah Bareilles fan. If I can yeah. relate to a song about a breakup that deeply without actually haven't gone through one then you like get home and you sit in front of the fireplace and visions of gideon place <laughs> and my mom's like will what are you staring at and i'm like this is the camera mom i'm looking at the viewer it's like a meta commentary or something <laughs> yeah mom stop judging me you don't know anything <laughs> you just don't understand me well, very cool. Um, I wanted to thank you for coming on to this show. Um, I really appreciate that you did that. And I've really enjoyed this last few hours that we've spent together <laughs> in, in I, what might yeah. be my longest podcast ever. <laughs> well, I am honored. Um, and I can also say for the viewers, there are some technical difficulties before we actually started recording. So it has it has been a long time, but I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed every second of it with you, even despite uh, technology not working for me. (laughs) Yeah, we got past it and we're having a good time. Before we do in this podcast, I would love to give Will the platform to uh, tell people where to find you and what type of illustrator services that you offer in case someone listening might be interested. Absolutely, thank you. Okay, so social media to start off with, I am on Instagram and Twitter at the Will Jameson, and that is spelled J-A-M-I-S-O-N. My website is www.willjamesonart.com. Um, I've been taking a bit of a social media hiatus to work on more artwork, focusing on mental health, but I'll be returning soon with lots of new art to share in this episode. Uh, it'll Lots of cool stuff coming up. I will also, I guess I can officially announce this on this podcast, um, Ooh, exclusive. Yeah, actually, um, I made and self-published this collection of comics and narrative illustration about this queer romance, and you can find that through the link in my bio on my Instagram. It'll be right there for you all. Yeah, that was that was very exclusive, because I haven't even like posted about that on social media wow. much at all. Yeah, so you heard, you heard it first. I'm, I'm very excited to go look at it, too. But also, like, I know that in the past you have done some sort of, like, 
bookings of like caricatures like if you wanted like a like a character of you in an animal or something like that that you offer that kind of a service also i don't know yeah. if you want to be promoting this or not <laughs> oh no i can totally i want to promote literally everything um that was just the social media part so now for the rest of it so yes yeah, so i'm an illustrator i'm a cartoonist i draw comics i i make cover artwork i do podcast logos you can commission me for that i've been doing commissions lately and so all the details for like personal hand-painted commissions those can be found in my instagram stories i believe under it's like the commissions section there's a whole section for it but yeah i would love to paint you and in the past i've done like people and their significant others people and their pets i keep telling seth that i really want to paint him and timothy chalamet in as much of a PG rated scenario as I can, because <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I don't want to draw anything too raunchy for you all. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been pushing for rated R, but Will <laughs> saying <laughs> PG. I might have to do some of those like you know those black bars on TV that blurs out like the naughty bits. I I might have to add <laughs> oh, that. <no>. In. <laughs> um, yeah, and if you want to help sponsor. Um, this art commission feel free to just email me or dm me on twitter <laughs> you can help please. we can help raise some funds for seth to afford this yes please raise the funds so i will i can paint seth with timothy chalamet i've been i've been drawing a lot of timothy chalamet in my sketchbook recently like the dune trailer that just came out fairly recently got me very excited just for him in general again so i'm i've been warming up for this essentially <laughs> Even though we have to wait a whole another year now for Dune to come out. Ugh, I know. And it's like, on the one hand, like, I would rather not have films premiering in theaters because I don't think people should be going out to the theaters. I would like it if it could be on video on demand or streaming, but it probably wouldn't make as much money. So it's this whole thing. And uh, just release it somewhere. Like, people are going to watch it. They're going to pay money to see Timothy Chalamet. It's not like you're going to lose money on this project. Yeah. They clearly under underestimate the Timothy Chalamet fan base. So, <laughs> I mean, to be clear, there are a lot of other very excellent actors in the Dune movie, but um, of course, th the reason I really care about it is Timothy Chalamet, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> Same. Oh my gosh. <sighs> and the French Connection, I think, also got postponed. That's right. That did too. <sighs> I know. I poor Timothy. He just he just wants to make a movie. He's just doing yeah. his best. Oh my gosh! Yeah. But he has a great uh, GQ shoot with lots of great pictures. If you're interested in current things that are out, <laughs> yes, that'll be. Um, this really is a Timothy Chalamet podcast uh, in disguise. I'm gonna. I haven't Watch read out. that yet, but I was reading about how like mortified he was once those pictures of him making out with Lily Rose Depp like were released to the public, <laughs> and I like I read this quote that was like. I, it was one of the best days of my life. I spent it with this person I loved on a boat the entire day. And the next m morning I wake up and there is this supremely awkward photo just going around the internet. And like a lot of people were uh, like accusing him of making that photo like a PR stunt or something. But like, what would you be promoting with this aggressive making out uh, in a blurry photo on a boat? Like, it, think about that for a second, yeah. you know? <laughs> Well, and it caused a lot of drama, too, because people, I think, in in the fandom didn't like that pairing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I think that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, we'll, you know, in order to not start Twitter drama, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I, yeah, or maybe we do want to start tw- Twitter drama just to get the name of the podcast out more, you know? Get some headlines going. Um, <laughs> totally. But I think he's single currently. There's hope <gasps> for all of us. <laughs> there really is. Yeah. Will and I will fight <laughs> to date timothy chalamet that'll be the next episode timothy chalamet will be on the podcast and both of us are gonna like fight over which one would be the better partner <laughs> or we can play the match game like in and see which one he picks that'll be absolutely i i see nothing ro- <laughs> like your logic is flawless i see nothing wrong with the plan for that episode <laughs> there you go Oh my gosh! Well, well, make sure that you subscribe because that might be the next one. Uh, Timothy Chalamet, if you're listening, get in touch. <laughs> oh my God! Please, please, you're so well. I well, I do want to say that actually, technically, I have seen him in person before. I guess this will be like the the last kind of uh, thing to mention, but. I technically saw Timothy Chalamet in person before. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. when he and I actually I think I mentioned this on Thanks for Coming a while yeah, ago. Yeah, I peer now. pressured you into sending us a video clip. <laughs> yes, it was me in my dorm sending you a voicemail, being like, "I hope this doesn't sound too weird, but like this has <laughs> changed my life." So it was back during when he was doing Beautiful Boy with Steve Carell. He was doing, he and the man he was playing in the movie, Nick Chef, were like touring independent movie theaters like across the country. And they just so happened to go to one in St. Louis that was fairly close to my school. And so uh, I had this friend text me about it and I was like, um, yes, of course I want to go. <laughs> Is that even a yes. question? And so we went, we saw the movie and there was this Q&A afterwards and he was a real person there. I got in line to ask him a question, but unfortunately they cut off the line well before I got to talk to him. But no. he was so polite. He even like got a few more bonus questions in before the like the person organizing the event was like, okay, Timothy Chalamet really has to go now. He has a flight. <laughs> he's filming Little Women. And so it was, uh, he's magical. He's just, he seems like a, a, a fantastic human being. See, I find this to be very interesting because, like, I've met, or I haven't met, but I have seen Sarah Bareilles in person, mm-hmm. and you're jealous of that, and now you <laughs> have met Timothy Chalamet, and I'm considerably jealous. There we go. So I don't know, like, how do we resolve this? Do we, I don't, maybe, like, if you buy me concert tickets to a Sarah Bareilles concert back whenever yeah. concerts are a thing again... I will I will try to buy you like film tickets to like a, a like the film premiere of Dune or something. <laughs> yes. See, I like that option better because I was gonna say uh, we both just go to Dairy Queen and cry in the car. <laughs> <laughs> so I well you win. okay that might be the easy way, but like no, it's we do it for love, okay? We don't do take the easy way out. That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Well, it's been so fun chatting with you about Call Me By Your Name and Sarah Bareilles. Thank you so much again for coming on the show. And I hope that uh, we can find another another time for you to come back. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This has been an absolute delight. Awesome. Have a good day, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening. This has been another episode of the Trouble Trouble podcast. The theme music you heard at the top of the show was made by me, 
The logo was illustrated and designed by the amazingly talented queer artist, Will Jameson. You can find them on Instagram and Twitter at the Will Jameson. This is an indie podcast, which means no commercials, at least for now. It also means that I can't use the clips from the album we discussed because my lawyers have advised against it. Copyright laws, am I right? The best way to support this podcast is to subscribe, tell a friend, and leaving a review. It really helps other music fans find this show. If you're a fan of RuPaul's Drag Race, feel free to listen to my other podcast, Thanks for Coming, a RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. I record that show with two of my best friends, Jamal and Stoney. You can find us at TFC Pod on Instagram and Twitter. That's all I've got for you now. If you made it through the whole podcast, you rock. I'll see you at the next show in two weeks. Be there. With that, I'll see you next time at the show. And before I sign off, I would like to, of course, extend the invitation to Sarah Bareilles to come on the show. I'd love to interview you. Pick your brains a little bit. Signing off, I'm your host, Seth. Rock on, young savior. Don't give up your hopes.